It's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Sponsored by Taylor Made and the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Now, here's your host, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Good afternoon and welcome to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun. And I'll be entertaining you on this Friday afternoon. Thank you for tuning into Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Happy 4th of July, everyone. We have a great show planned for y'all today. I'll be catching up on all that's happening in this amazing pop culture golf world we cover. But for now, enjoy this American anthem. Consider amongst all the change how wonderful our great country truly is. Neil, get us started this week. It's time for the Pro Show. Far, we've been traveling far. Without a home, not without a star. Free, only one to be free. We have close. We have a big summer holiday weekend upon us, and although there may be a shortage of barbecues this weekend, the sports world and the PGA Tour are doing a great job of keeping my pro show notebook busy. And speaking of busy, with this amazing run of guests we have had since March, we haven't had much time at all to talk to my man on the board, Mr. Wade Weezer. So, you know, Wade, as we get going here today, how are you managing through this great reset? I am managing. I'm looking forward to everything getting uh, open and available for the summer. More available than it is now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm managing. Well, it sounds to me like you're doing everything you can uh, on a day-to-day basis. As life changes, it seems to throw us curveballs all the time, much like our friends at the PGA Tour who are just up there in Hartford at the Travelers Championship. So big congratulations to our main man, Dustin Johnson, or better known as DJ, as he wins the Travelers Championship by one shot over Kevin Streelman and in third place, Will Gordon. And, you know, what's significant about that is that, you know, the PGA Tour had a very interesting week last week. And um, let's start with all of the positive stories. Well, I tell you, and Wade, you know, we've been talking about this for months in the restart to golf. We knew that there was going to be a lot of attention, right? Listen to these um, ratings from just the first three weeks. So the Sunday at Colonial, which was three weeks ago, 3 million viewers up 50% over the year before wow. um, two weeks ago uh, RBC at the heritage 2 million, but they had a huge rain delay. And then this past week at the travelers, 3 million viewers again, which was up 43%, even with a rain delay, people are into golf, man. What do you think about that? People want sports and golf is all there is right now, but that's okay right now. <laughs> we'll yeah. slowly, slowly bring it back slowly. This is a great sport to start with. I think. I think you're right. I I mean, I think it teaches a lot of social distancing um, uh, skills and it shows people exactly what is possible, uh, that fans necessarily aren't the end all be all and that those guys are out there competing and they're creating drama. I mean, the the drama on Sunday was great. DJ wins by one. He he becomes now, um, you know, kind of a, a significant player in the golf landscape. And what I mean by that is that, you know, everyone has said for the last decade or so that Royer McElroy is the big the big man on campus. But, you know, DJ, he, he puts up a pretty significant resume. And when you look at this, and I'll get your opinion in a minute, but DJ now has 21 career wins. He's got one major. He's got a U.S. Open, but he's got 21 career wins. He's won in 13 straight seasons. And, you know, 
let's go against Rory. So he and Rory are definitely the two big guys right here um, from the last decade. Obviously, we have Tiger Woods, but th- we have to go further back than a decade for that. Rory, then, he's got, you know, in his career, he's got 18 wins, but he's got four majors. He's got a player's championship. He's got 14 more wins on the European tour. DJ, 260 starts, made 214 cuts. He's Listen to this, right? Of a 260 starts, He's got almost 100 top 10s, and he's got 140 top 25s. And here's the number I know you want. I know you're looking at me across the board, and you want this number right here. He's got 61 million in career earnings, okay? Now, just we got to compare apples to apples here, right? So Rory, PGA Tour, 170 starts. He's got 113 top 25s. You know, uh, DJ had 140. He has 83 top 10s. Pretty good. 51 million is the number you're looking for. Not quite sure which to, which way to go on this one. I know Rory has four majors and a players. DJ's got one players. You know, I guess it's a toss-up, but, you know, kudos to my man from TaylorMade, our sponsors, for uh, DJ winning this past weekend. You know, great playing. A lot of people are watching, and I'm pretty excited about all that. And what's the purse coming up? The purse coming up this coming weekend? Yeah, it's a seven seven million or ballpark. Oh, uh, the Rocket Mortgage. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, we're throwing another, I think, seven and a half million out okay. there at the players. You know, winner gets roughly one point five million. You know, it's it's enough to get my attention and yours. Sure. You know, <laughs> yeah, and, and I tell you, you know, what a thing else that's got my attention. And you know, TaylorMade is a big sponsor of our show. And we're very appreciative of them. And they were new here in 2020 to Springdale Golf Live. You know, DJ's been with TaylorMade for a while. And one of the things I thought was interesting is that, you know, a lot of these um, internet, we'll call them newsletter type emails that you get on Monday morning, that one of which I follow, this uh, Golf WRX gives you what's in the bag. And everybody thinks of DJ as somebody who hits the ball a mile, right? He's this guy. Right. Super athletic. He can, you know, dunk a basketball, um, just, just, you know, totally hyper athletic, mobile, everything. In this little article that they talked about, what was in his bag? He had two hybrids. Now, you know, hybrids are those like kind of half woods, half iron clubs. And to think about a guy that's that long, that he's using hybrids, you know, begs the question. And I'm, and I'm putting this out there to my listeners and to my members, especially. I, and I'm pointing this out for a reason. When your local PGA professional says, hey, try a hybrid over that three or four iron, they mean it because even Dustin Johnson's putting those in his bag and he's got the, you know, the new Sim Max and a 19 and a 22 degree. And I, and I know that, you know, it is our job, Wade, to come up with these pop culture sports little anecdotal stories. And this one to me was significant because as I transformed from a former Titleist guy over to a tailor-made guy this year, I cannot tell you how much fun I'm having playing golf. Right. I, I played last weekend with a couple of members on Sunday, and I just have the best time playing with my tailor made club. So I, I can't recommend them enough. I mean, I, I know this sounds like one of those sponsor segments, or whatever, but I, I am like sincerely, I'm using these things. I came off the golf course, I was like laughing. I had so much fun. I'm hitting the ball in places I haven't hit it since in, in 15 years. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a length, in a positive way, straight. You, you, know, you beat I, I me mean, to that. Yeah, I didn't mean Alexander Road or anything like that. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm just having the time of my life. And, and there's no doubt to me, this is why guys like DJ and Tiger and Rory and all these tailor-made players are doing so well. And, and I can remember back when, you know, even just a couple of weeks ago when we had Bob Majori on from TaylorMade uh, right before the big uh, skins match, 
between, you know, the four guys there at Seminole. And, you know, we were talking all about the different products and everything. And I was just saying, you know, Bob, I was like, you know, the whole thing about your team is about being innovative, right? Well, these clubs help me play differently. And I think that's pretty cool. So I just thought I'd bring it up. Speaking of something that's different, right? We got to talk about my boy, Bryson DeChambeau here, okay? The the big beefy B, all right, as I like to call him, right? Bryson DeChambeau, the guy who gained all that muscle mass and everything over the winter, right? He's averaging over 320 off the tee on tour. I mean, he's blowing it by Rory, and it was evidence last week when they played together in the same group with Phil and his sunglasses up there at Hartford. But you know what? It's not just about hitting it far. What's really interesting about this is that Bryson, he's now, if you go back to three events before uh, this little pause on the PGA Tour and then the three events after, there's nobody playing better golf than this guy. He's got six straight top tens going back to February. He's the hottest golfer in the world. He, he hit a 428-yard drive up in Hartford. And he's, it, 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 you know, there was a bunch of guys that were either interviewed or they're on podcasts or radio shows or on Sirius XM PGA Tour Network. And they say that he has become a spectacle, unlike anyone else, on the practice range when he gets to the tee. It's just an absolute circus of a show. And everyone's just locked in, whether it's Jason Day or Dustin or Rory. All these guys are checking out with because he walks up and he's huge. And then yep. not only is he huge, but he's hitting the ball. So they say it's must-see TV. Every, all, even the pros are watching. you got to see this thing. So he's become somewhat of a favorite for this week for the Rocket Mortgage Classic, right? He's getting a lot of press room time. And in the press room, you know, people are starting to ask more and more about his routine. And not just so much the golf, but if he's playing great golf, they start to ask him all sorts of things, you know, like, you know, which leg do you put on your pants first in the morning? That sort of stuff, you know, because golfers get very, very superstitious. One so at a time saying, is the answer, I believe. Yeah, one least, time. I appreciate that. You know, you there's I got a lot going on these days. And, you know, just little stuff like that is very helpful to the pro, uh, to the director of fun, indeed. They asked him what he eats in a day. So listen to this. I mean, this is crazy, right? The guy, he's living by a two-to-one carb-to-protein ratio, okay? <laughs> so let's just spell that out if you're, if you're not into the, into the ratio world. Two-to-one, okay? Two carbs for every protein that he's eating. You know, I can see you laughing across the board because like, you think you start thinking about how much food that is, right? He started the day off with like four eggs, five pieces of bacon. Now I'm there with him there. I mean, I could go, I could go as deep as he wants in bacon, but I mean, four eggs on top of that. And then he's having like two of these like super protein shakes. Then he goes to the golf course. Let's say it's a practice round day. He's going to, he's going to house another one of these protein shakes. He hits like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And then he goes and he plays. Six holes in, he's got to have another protein shake. Six more holes, he has another protein shake, and then he has another one when he's done. And and supposedly he's down in these things. My sources up there at Hartford tell me he downs these things like a college kid being hazed. I mean, it's unbelievable. Chug, he chug, takes these. Chug. I mean, he just he just pounds these things. He's having like seven protein shakes a day, steak and potatoes for dinner. I mean, the guy is two to one carb protein ratio. He estimates he's somewhere between like 3,200 and 3,500 calories a day. I mean, this is like Michael Phelps stature, you know, it's just crazy. I mean, so it got me thinking because the 4th of July is coming up and there's always the famous Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Sure. I looked into this because a lot of things, you know, due to the pandemic pause um, have been put on hold, but Thankfully, the people, the men and women, the great men and women of Nathan's have figured out a COVID safe hot dog eating spectacular contest for this weekend, which will be televised live on ESPN. It's at a closed location, no fans, but they're going to do it. They're going to do it safely. 
Obviously, no masks. That's not going to work out. But they are they are going to be able to run the contest. And I was thinking about this with as much that Bryson eats. I had to ask you the question, right? So the record is 70, Joey Chestnut, two years ago, 74 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. So I'll answer next. But how many hot dogs and buns, if you got in the contest this weekend in 10 minutes without any training, do you think that that you could take down in, in, a, in a Bryson method? Yeah, I don't because see they they dunk it in the water and all that stuff, and that just that takes away the enjoyment. I'd rather have five or six good ones that I can enjoy with mustard and relish than dunk in the water and go for for volume. So I don't even know if I can answer that because I like to enjoy my hot dogs. Well, all right, fair enough. Um, I'll play. I, okay. I I think I could do one a minute. You know, like I think I could do. You're saying like, ten. Three, like three, yeah, ten to twelve. I, I think in the first couple minutes, I could, I could go crazy on a couple, but then I think that things would catch up with me. And, and I think it's more the bun than the hot dog. That's why they dip that in the in the water. Yeah, and I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not dunking that thing in water. That's no. disgusting. Yeah, I mean that's just to me. I mean I get it while they're doing it. They're athletes of some variety, and uh, they're specifically trained to do a do a certain job there. So but you, um, you think ten? You think ten? I mean, really, really, if you had to to max out. You could do 10 and 10. I think I could uh, 10 and 10. I, I, I bet you I could even get to 12. Wow. Yeah. We may, we may have to follow through with this one of these days. Yeah. Just let me know when. Just to know. see. Okay. I'm like my 12-year-old son. I'm, oh, and I'm always hungry. So um, <laughs> I know where he gets it from. But, you know, it was just a challenge to talk about. And, you know, speaking of challenges, the PGA Tour, let's get back to them for a second. And because there's a million stories going on with all of the things that they're trying to do to bring sports back. And I give Jay Monahan all the credit in the world because, you know, the LPGA, the Champions Tour, the European Tour, every other tour, amateur events, the golf world in general. I mean, it, Jay Monahan isn't necessarily just the commissioner of the PGA Tour. He is like the commissioner of golf right now. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty unprecedented how the entire golfing world is looking to this guy to lead them, you know, post-pandemic back into some semblance of normal um, for the game. So, you know, you know, I think personally, I think Jay's doing a tremendous job. Um, many, many moons ago, I, I got to spend a lot of time with Jay. His uncle Tom was a member down at Isleworth where I used to work. And Jay would come down and play golf with him all the time. He'd be there for a weekend or something like that. And, and he was obviously a golf guy and was a great guy to talk to. So, you know, I think big round of applause for Jay. I love the fact that He's got us pushing ahead strong. He's being a great leader, being decisive, and um, he's turning vision into reality. I mean, it's got to be tough. As we spoke to Kahal last week about MLS is up next on July 8th, which is, you know, a little less than a week from today. We'll see how that works out at Disney. But for right now, the PGA Tour with their challenges, Rocket Mortgage this week, we had two more players, Harris English and Chad Campbell withdraw. Uh, due to des- testing positive for COVID. You know, last week we had Brooks Kepka had to pull out and then his brother had to pull out. Now, here's a good story. His brother, Chase Kepka, who has no official status either on the Corn Ferry Tour or the PGA Tour, he Monday qualified for the uh, PGA Tour event in Hartford. And he pulled out because Brooks's caddy uh, tested positive, Ricky Elliott. And Chase was like, well, this is my brother's caddy and I'm spending time with these guys. So I got to pull out as well. So kudos to Hartford and the travelers. They turn around and they say, hey, you did the right thing for the field by withdrawing and you got in. It's your dream to get into these PGA Tour events. You Monday qualified to get in. 
Really difficult thing to do. I think there was a five-way playoff for two spots, and he was one of the guys that got through it. So the Travelers came back and said, you have a spot, a sponsor's exemption spot in 2021. How about that, right? Doing the right thing, playing it forward, which I thought was kind of cool. But there was all interesting kind of storylines of how the PGA Tour is really taking this serious. There was was, uh, Denny McCarthy tested positive on Friday morning. So what did they do? One of the guys in his group said, hey, I've been playing with him for a day. I pull out. Another guy said, Matt Wallace said, I haven't gotten near this guy. And he said, well, I'm going to play. So the PGA Tour said, all right, well, we'll put a marker with you to, to walk with you to help keep score, but you're playing by yourself. And he was like, well, why do I have to play by myself? Can't you just pull a guy from the group that's right in front of me or the group that's behind me? And they were like, no. They're like, we just don't know. So they're, 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 my point here is that the PGA Tour is working really hard to try and keep all of this as under control and, you know, at all of this changes day by day. I mean, you look at what Murphy did with the indoor dining just this past week. You know, I mean, one day we're doing it, the next day we're not. You know, I mean, have you, wait, have you ever experienced something in your life? I've been asking people this all week. Have you ever experienced something in your life that truly changes like every day? I mean, beyond the weather. I mean, isn't it just amazing how many different changes we've been through just in the last couple of weeks? It's, it's sometimes it's more than the weather, the weather, at least they get right once in a while, but this thing, you can't predict it. You can only get, it's a guess. It's more guess, bigger guess than the weather. I think it's, it's just unbelievable, you know, and here's one more unbelievable story. You know, there's been a lot of news this week where they talk about, there's all these different quarantines going from state to state. My association, the PGA of America, whom I love, um, has a national championship for all of us club pros. And that event was scheduled for Texas. Yes, wait, I, I said Texas. All right. <laughs> Texas in three weeks. Mm. You know, they, they wiped the whiteboard on that one. And uh, that, the, yeah. So, you know, part of the problem was, is that, um, you know, with the uh, quarantine states up here in the Northeast saying that, you know, you got a 14 day quarantine just to come in from all of these other, you know, hotspot states. Um, anyone that would go there to play would come back to their job, would have to quarantine for 14 days. They didn't want to put that kind of pressure on the players. So to wrap up the uh, beginning here, unfortunately, the PNC, the Professional National Championship, has been postponed till 2021. And I have a lot of friends here locally that I was rooting on that we're going to go play, but it got canceled um, due to all that's going on and by the PGA of America trying to play it safe. Speaking of playing it safe, before you start to give me the evil eye, I think I'm going to have to take a quick break. So, folks, you know what it is. It's 3.19 p.m. here in New York. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920 of the Jersey. Be back in a moment with more pop culture sports stories. Coming to America Never looking back again Coming to America The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. 
Rich in distinguished history for nearly 125 years, Springdale Golf Club and its members have been beautifully making their mark as the best golf and social experience in our region. Our impact in the industry does not stop there. Did you know about the benefits that extend beyond the boundaries of the club through its agreement with Troon Purvey, the private club operating division of Troon Golf Management? Springdale's walkable and superbly conditioned William Flynn design course, now combined with Troon's operational expertise, are taking the club to the next level in our commitments to the member experience. Just announced as a significant expansion to the Troon Purvey Privileges Program. This Vanguard service initiative includes enhanced golf and lifestyle benefits that extend far beyond the fairways. For more information about our club and all the incredible moments being made at Springdale Golf Club and through Troon Purvey, please take a visit of our website at www.springdalegc.org forward slash Troon Purvey. Let's get back on course. As Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920, the jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You know me as the director of fun. You're listening to Fox Sports 920, the jersey. Well, you know how I love to set the scene. It's the 4th of July weekend, and from Sandy Hook to Cape May, everyone's out enjoying themselves. On the beach, on the boat, maybe a socially responsible barbecue. And just as you really settle into your particular scene, the soundtrack of life hits you. It's that perfect summer song. Oh, well, there we go. Wade, you're always reading my mind. Great jam here. Folks, it's a holiday weekend. Turn it up and enjoy. We were youngsters on the junkyard. No, we are still minds full of junkyard. We're off on the back nine here this afternoon. Who knows what fun we'll get into, but it's the 4th of July weekend, so let's keep the show going. Wade, you know, you mentioned during the break, just quickly, you asked me about my favorite 4th of July memory. It goes way back to my uh, days of my uh, of being a Ute. Uh, I remember July 4th, 1983, Dave Rags Rigetti oh, pitched yes. a no-hitter against the Boston Red Sox. Correct. And correct. what's so significant about that is that he gave George Steinbrenner a birthday present because he's a famous 4th of July birthday, right? And I'll always remember that as a kid, but 1983, uh, I was nine years old on July 4th and big no hitter, Boston Red Sox, uh, Yankees win four to nothing. That's my 4th of July favorite that I was, I was holding until we came back on air. Let's shift gears for a second. You know, we, we've been so busy lately with our guest run that I've been meaning to ask you this question, right? I know you enjoyed The Last Dance. You know I love The Last Dance. But I've been ba- I, I've been just back and forth, and I've been thinking to myself, I go, I've been asking a lot of people, what would what athlete would you like to see a Last Dance documentary done on? So the question goes to you, my friend. Which athlete do you want to see a Last Dance documentary? All right, well – you know, I'm a big Yankee fan and there's lots of Yankees for yeah. me to choose from. Like growing up, Manningly was one of my heroes. But if you got to pick the most interesting Yankee, I think, at least for the last 20 years, it's got to be Derek Jeter and all he's been through. And the whole thing where him and A-Rod were friends and frenemies when he came to the Yankees and how they dealt with that. And I think that would be revealing and interesting on more than one level. Yeah, you know, and Derek, he definitely, he was the captain. I think there would be a lot of stories there. So I'm I'm down with that. You know, 
I'd also be down with like Wayne Gretzky or something like that. And, you know, I, I've been asking people this question, as I just mentioned, and they keep saying, well, Keith, wouldn't you want to see a Tiger Woods one? And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I, yes, but, you know, I, there's a unique part to my life from 1998 to 2003. I worked at Isleworth when when Tiger lived there and he was, at, you know, at his height. So it kind of reminds me like to to put it into an analogy that. Um, you know, you may understand from watching The Last Dance, you know, remember the security guards that Jordan was always joking with and he kind of sat in that back room with all the time. He didn't, he wasn't even like sitting with his teammates. Like the guys he got to know were the guys that worked there. And that's what it was like at Isleworth with T. You know, we all got to know him so well. So I, I guess I picked Jeter because I, I could learn more. But there's no doubt that if you were going to do a documentary on Tiger Woods during that period, his winning period, you know, between 2000 and 2004 or so, I mean, it it would be phenomenal theater. And if you went even further, um, I mean, obviously there'd be a lot going on there, but um, just sticking to the winning years like they did with Jordan and, right. you know, they kind of kept it to the sport and the athlete aspect of it and how he interacted with the other. I mean, everyone sees Phil and Tiger like as best buddies now, but back then, I mean, there was absolute hatred between the two. I mean, I could tell you story upon story. So that's where the fun, the drama that comes in the fun, the interesting stuff. Yeah. So I, you know what? I, I was dying to ask you that question and you didn't disappoint. I mean, you were great. You, you, you definitely came up with a good one there because uh, number two is definitely, definitely one of those guys I, I'd love to see a good story on. And you know what? Here, here's another good story this week. And this is big news, right? Our friends at Fox Sports have walked away from their USGA deal for, for the golf, the US Open, the Women's Open, for all the different amateur events that they were hosting. And as the story goes, about a month ago, the execs at Fox Sports called up our good friend Pete Bavacqua, the former CEO of the PGA of America, mm -hmm. and they said, hey, Pete, they said, if we were to give up the USGA deal, could NBC handle it for them? Because we don't want to leave them out in the cold, but we have some scheduling issues with this thing called football in the fall and um, um, with the way the whole thing is breaking down. Now, again, we're, we're not going to get in a whole Fauci conversation here, right? We're assuming that things are just going to kind of roll out as planned currently, right? So we're going to, we're going to keep it above level there. We're just going to say that, you know, Fox has all this going on. And I was thinking to myself, man, like NBC has Notre Dame football and all these other things going on. Like, but the, but Pete's taking it on and they're going to take over the deal. So what it was five years ago, Fox, paid the USGA about a billion dollars for 12 years, 93 million a year. And they did it for five years. And in the beginning, it was kind of awful with Greg Norman as a, as a broadcaster and everything, but they've, they kind of hit their stride with Shane Bacon and people like Brad Faxon and, you know, um, doing a little architectural um, uh, anecdotal side stories with Gil Hans and, and all these sorts of things. Um, the innovations that Fox dropped on golf coverage, the drone cameras, which are awesome. Um, their dedication to shot tracer, I mean, it takes me back to our days when we were kids, when they used to make the puck glow. The hockey, yep. Fox, yep, <laughs> right. So if Fox was really the ones that pushed the envelope five years ago with Shot Tracer, which has forced CBS and NBC to, to do it on basically every shot. Um, they added additional microphones. Uh, they were doing these architectural, um, pointing things out in the golf course when they're playing it. Um, and I think they truly increased the men's and women's audience by doing some of these fun things. And and I'm grateful for all those things they did. And I'm and it's kind of terrible because they have a great, they obviously have a great production team and they're moving on to diff, to bigger and better things in their mind. But now NBC has kind of become a juggernaut. And I think this is a huge move for them because the golf channel has got a lot going on right now. They're moving from Orlando up to Stanford, Connecticut. There's a lot of jobs that are in jeopardy and, and there's a lot of talk and it seems like they're dying for some really strong content and they just don't have it. 
right? And they pick up this deal. So now you've got NBC and all of their platforms, the new Peacock, the streaming channel that they're putting together, right? They're going to have the U.S. Open, the British Open. They're going to have three World Golf Championships, the Ryder Cup, the President's Cup, the FedEx Cup playoffs every other year. They have the Players' Championship. Then they're going to have in total, they're going to have eight USGA events, you know, the the amateurs and the junior amateurs. They're going to have all these golf stars that they're going to be able to put on all their different platforms, whether it be NBC Sports Network or, most importantly, the Golf Channel, right? I, I think this is a huge coup on their part. And, I, and I, you know, kudos to Pete. He's a great friend, and he's such a bright guy. And, boy, are they really taking advantage of this because the reports are now instead of, instead of paying what the Fox deal was at $93 million a year, they're paying $40 million a year. Wow. For the last for the last seven years. You know, it's good for golf in so many ways. And as we go into this really busy fall where we're gonna have Wingfoot in the US Open in September, a couple weeks later, we're gonna have the Ryder Cup. Then a month later, we're gonna have the Masters. All the while in between, you're going to have the NBA playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, you're gonna have NFL, college football. I mean, is there the triple crown is gonna get finished with horse racing? I mean, it's how many TVs, Wade Weezer, are you and I going to have to buy each? We're going to need a couple. I mean, there, there's. It's hard to say if with everything that's going. I mean, you're not going to say silver lining, but it's all the way you look at things. And one thing that we're going to enjoy in the fall is a plethora of sports, a, a embarrassment of riches. Wade Weezer, it was so great to spend the time with you. Uh, take a little break for the holiday weekend from all the guests we've had lately and uh, just spend the time. Been awesome, man. Appreciate it. You too, my friend. And you know who else I think is awesome? Our sponsors and our supporters. TaylorMade Golf, New Jersey Golf Foundation. You know, those great names of B-Dratty, Fairway and Green, Zero Restriction, EP New York. Together, they are Summit Golf Brands. F.H. Wadsworth. Then, of course, there's my man on the board, Mr. Wade Weezer. Appreciate all you do, man, week in and week out. Gotta love the support I get from the Springdale Board of Governors, Troon Golf Management, and most importantly, all of you, my listeners. I love you all. Happy 4th of July. Well, you know what, folks? One more thing to do. You know I'm heading back to Springdale. But where are you headed? We'll let the tower be your guide. And from Princeton to Detroit, and of course, everywhere online, may you all have a Springdale day. This has been Springdale Golf Live with Keith Stewart. Keith returns to the team next Friday afternoon at 3 on Fox Sports 920 The Jersey.